Hey everybody and welcome to the Drafting Offers Podcast, the podcast where you get to vote for each episode's draft champ. We're realtors from Southern Ontario, but this is not another real estate podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, catch every episode on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on social at the Drafting Offers Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brad Warner, Scott Morgan, and John Fielding. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. John, Brad, and Scott here with you. Uh, lots to talk about today. Thank you again for joining us at the Drafting Offers podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of articles and a few things that have come up in the news. Uh, and then we're going to have a draft. And the draft is going to be fun because we're talking about... We're talking <laughs> about your favorite real estate TV shows. Um, and there's a lot of hard hitting, hard hitting topic this week. Eh? It's yeah, always going to be hard hitting topics. Or <laughs> well, <laughs> somebody's going to get hit hard. Um, but uh, that's why we need you. We need you, the listeners. We need you to crown the draft champ this week. Um, uh, I'm falling behind. I don't know about you guys. What are the stats? Uh, one, nothing, nothing. Is that what we're at right now? Or two, nothing, nothing. I don't know. So we are, we're able to sort of recap that now week one already is on our Instagram. You can see Brad, Brad Warner smiling. As the champ for uh, what was that? Never one? in doubt. Never in doubt. Wow factor home features. Brad really yeah. knows all about that. Uh, week two just wrapped up uh, while we're recording here, and I'm happy to say that um, I was able to get my first win. So when it comes to signs, you're a bad neighbor. Apparently, I know all about that. So we got one win, Brad. One win, Scott. And John is is still looking for that first chalk but on the board. This is like this is me though. I mean, this is my thing. I'm I'm like I spend a lot of time watching TV shows, and I mean I shouldn't admit that because I'm I'm also working while I'm watching these shows. But when I do watch shows, I don't I don't usually like I I like the real estate shows. I like some of the really terrible ones too. So I think my picks are going to be a little bit. So I, maybe obscure. I feel like we're on the we're we are on the opposite ends of the spectrum because <laughs> I rarely watch TV shows, and I uh, had to pull my wife this morning to see what she thought of her favorite uh, wow. real estate shows. So if you get a win here, does Kristen get half the half no, the win? Or that's not that that's work? not that's not how it works. Oh, she okay. doesn't get to wear half the crown or like <laughs> drink out of the other half of the cup. You know, and I do want to say, you know, last week it was a very narrow win of the the bad neighbors for what it's worth. I don't even think you have access to the back end of our our system here. (laughs) How would you know? Just just from talking to people, you know, the vibe was that a lot of people actually meant to vote for my team and might have accidentally voted for your team. <laughs> I like how you say that when we had a conversation that my wife accidentally voted for your team and this that is- was one of your <laughs> one of your big votes. So, but this uh, is why we don't say who we are. Like this is the reason that it's anonymous, right? It's anonymous. anonymous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if like, you're off on social media saying vote for team one or vote for team two, it's it's ruins the. Ruins the mm. authenticity of the the draft. You get suspended for that. Yeah, that's that's why. But if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, or if you're watching it on YouTube at the Drafting Offers Podcast, then you'll be able to see who yeah. drafts what, and you can ridicule us that way, um, which is always which is always fun. I don't mind taking a bit of a verbal beating every so often, but you know, <laughs> hey, one of these days I'm going to win. Let's uh, let's talk about let's, anyway. Next topic. And move, moving right along. Um, we've got this uh, this article came up a couple of days ago, and uh, the the headline is most Canadians waiting for mortgage rates to drop to re-enter housing market colon poll. Uh, housing affordability near the worst it has been in more than 30 years. And it's kind of timely that we're talking about this today because we just um, received notice of an interest rate hike. So the um, now we're, we're 
talking about mortgage rates and affordability, and now we're dealing with another interest rate hike. So, um, so who has an opinion on this? What do you want to say? How do you want to? How do you want to approach <laughs> I, I this? Do, I do find it interesting. You know, the day that we were talking about this, and they pulled Canadians, and their major concern is affordability and the interest rates, and then. Today, it was like the complete opposite of what the Canadians wanted to get into the housing market anyways. Yeah. It's also a sign that all these people, you can't time a market. So people that are maybe timing a bottom of a market, timing a peak, they miss out. So if people have been sitting on the sidelines waiting, they're going to be they're going to be waiting longer or they might be mm -hmm. waiting forever because what's happened with supply and demand currently has really propped the market up. And with this article, what was it saying? 68% of Canadians polled plan to wait on this to, uh, rates to, to decrease. Mm -hmm. um, we have been seeing, I, was, I had a listing presentation yesterday on a, a two-bedroom condo that got 12 offers. So if we have 68% of people waiting and we still have the demand that's, that's out there, it, it's, it's going to be a supply and demand issue for a long period of time. And I think that has been a common theme on the podcast that we've put together so far. The government of Canada, they phrase everything. They paint this picture like they're trying to kind of help everybody out of this economic collapse. They're trying to do things that are right for the economy, right for people, and to make the cost of living more affordable to people. And the reason they gave for the 4.75% or the, the interest rate to 4.75%, um, you know, restarting its monetary policy tightening campaign in response to stubborn inflation and surprising resilience in the Canadian economy. So I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, what do you mean the resilience? Are people buying again? Or are we just so like the, the prices have just inflated, like consumer goods, right? Like not necessarily real estate, but like, you know, um, consumer electronics, cars, uh, food, uh, you know, everything else, all your daily needs. Those prices have been so ridiculously inflated over the last little while. Is that what they're looking at? Are they saying like, well, because now our grocery bills have gone from one hundred to two hundred dollars per week, is that saying is that telling the government that now we're okay? I don't think it is. I think we just don't have the ability to pay less. Like I think we're just stuck paying these high prices. Well, what do you guys think? I think inflation is exactly what they're trying to counteract here, right? So, like you said, you know, the economy has been more resilient than they probably originally thought it would be. Um, they did all of those rate increases last year to battle inflation. And right now, the unemployment rate is the lowest that it's been in a very, very long time. And also, they do see the housing market as rebounding. And so when they're seeing that, the combination of those two things, they're doing this rate increase because they need to slow down the economy. So it's almost like the better the economy is and the people that are being resilient and dealing with inflation the way it is, they're going to continue to raise the, um, the rates to try to battle that. Tying that back to this article, like if people, 68% of Canadians are sitting on the sidelines waiting, it sounds like if the economy is doing well, the, the rates are going to continue to rise until we see some change in inflation. And I, I think another conversation, another topic you just brought up, Brad, is the unemployment rate, it's at an incredible rate. A lot of people that either lost jobs or were affected by COVID were not maybe kind of entry level positions, a lot of service industry jobs. So that affected a little bit more of the rental market as opposed to the, the purchasing market. 
And what they had expected was between the start of the year, they wanted to get from around seven with inflation to around four by June. Uh, we were getting very close and they thought that could happen on its own just with trade opening up. It started to do that. And then what we've seen is we the last update, it had actually spiked up a bit. So when they see that, it's obviously not going according to plan to get down to their big number of two uh, when all said and done. And when things were forecasted at the start of the year, they were predicting maybe by end of year, early next year to be around two. And that's where people started saying, once we hit there, we might have some rates go down. Um, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, they're doing what they think they're doing uh, to, to help out Canadians. So we just got to wait and see. Do you think we're in a worse situation than our parents are? I know that we're all kind of from a certain generation here. And, uh, um, you know, another thing that this article mentioned, it said that the majority of Canadians feel buying a home is more out of reach for them compared to their parents. Absolutely, it is. Of course, it's out of reach. It's like that's not even news necessarily. But I mean, is it so far out of reach that they're just never going to have it? We were talking a couple of minutes ago about um, just before we came on here, we were talking about how, you know, cities like New York, I mean, owning a home, owning a property isn't necessarily one of their goals. It's just to kind of maintain their lifestyle. So if you're paying 10000 a month to rent an apartment in Manhattan or even an apartment in Brooklyn, um, are you are you ever going to buy a home? Because the the, Manhattan, the apartment that you're renting is probably $9 million. <laughs> like you can't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible for most people. 70% um, of those aged 18 to 24 are most likely to have this outlook, followed by younger millennials, ages 25 to 34, um, at 69%, and older millennials, age 35 to 44, which is which is us, basically, um, at uh, 65%. Do you guys find that people are okay with just not owning something now because they feel it's way, way out of reach? I think you might see just future generations. So what was the number? It was 18 to 24-year-olds polled, um, I think, over two-thirds or close to 70%, just considered the idea of buying a home impossible. So once you see those people getting older if they haven't looked at more creative ways to get into the real estate market say co-buying say mm -hmm. buying with family or maybe inheriting money you're just going to see how people live change and that's maybe that more new york style of living but it could be in the suburbs it could be closer mm -hmm. to transit i know whippy is really trying to uh, fill in their land as opposed to building further north and have more transit, more more live, work, and play options in order to either live where you work or be very close to transit to get into uh, Toronto to work. So mm -hmm. I think you just might see lifestyles changing from how our parents were, where you could live on a single income and and pay for a four bedroom home for your family. It feels like it feels like uh, it depends where you live almost too. You know, out here where things are obviously a little bit cheaper, but also wages are lower as well around here. But it feels very important to most people that they are homeowners. And, you know, a lot of people are extremely reluctant to rent. And obviously, there's a lot of people renting in Belleville. There's no doubt about that in Trenton. And But for the most part, even those people that are renting, their ultimate goal is to own. People are going to find ways to make sure that they're homeowners. And, you know, interest rates and all the stuff that we hear out there that are obstacles for home ownership the people that really do want to own are going to find ways to do it that's a good point we were talking about that too find yeah finding ways to own like i think interest rates keep going up and uh, you know supply the demand outweighs the supply the supply is very low the demand is very high there's a lot of people trying to get into the market or trying to upgrade or whatever they they will kind of a lot of the time will find a way i know that if i didn't have the money that I needed for a down payment or for a deposit or something, then I might be like, okay, well, who can lend me this money? And how, can I go to the bank? Can I do this? Can I go to the bank of mom and dad? You know, and just sort of see what happens. And I think that's that's another thing that um, that Scott brought up earlier 
um, before we were on air is he said that we, there was, he asked me if I've ever seen um, deposits with two separate checks. So like two different checks, one for 25,000, another one for 25,000 or something like that, making a $50,000 deposit. And is that kind of a common thing? And I said, well, it's probably because is it's it's parents giving money or like the two you know two checks coming from two different bank accounts whether it's the husband and the wife or the partners you know each one of the partners has their money or one of them is from the partnership uh, that's buying and the other one is from a parent i haven't seen that a lot lately um but uh, i think because because scott's listing was a condo uh downtown toronto it's it's a little bit more conducive to sort of younger couples or people getting into the market and bigger importance on saving a larger down payment. So if you're both doing that and you're saving, buying your first home, potentially coming from two different spots. And if you find that place have to act quickly, maybe you don't have all those funds in one, one bank account. So I just mm -hmm. found it interesting. The amount of people that did have two deposit checks, as opposed to majority of what I'm seeing in Durham region is you get the one check coming from the one person and, mm -hmm. or a wire transfer and you're good to go. Real estate is supply and demand and there's going to be factors that are affecting the supply and factors that are affecting the demand and there's a lot of it everyone just thinks about okay how does this affect the buyers how does this affect the buyers in the reality the sellers are also reading this too so if the sellers are deciding you know it's not a good time to sell right now because the interest rates are high so there's not going to be as many buyers so they're keeping their houses off the market that's just going to reduce the supply and we already have a supply issue. So I think it's short-sighted to just think that it just affects the buyers and that maybe this will bring less buyers to market, but there's also going to be the potential to bring less sellers to market, which is just going to continue to affect the supply and demand. Every transaction has a buyer and a seller. Brad, yeah. I think a good, a good little add on to that. Um, I think the sellers being reluctant to sell last year might have been one of the key factors that kept the market really? from falling further last year. Yeah. And I think experts were expecting more listings to hit, but sellers were hesitant. They were also probably locked in at rates that were affordable and they have good employment, other factors that affect things, and they just held tight. And then that's why we saw in February when they kind of decided to hold tight, the, the market and the buyers came back, the market exploded, and here we are. So. It's going to be very interesting to see where things shake out. And and Financial Post did a similar um, article like this, and it was all about, you know, the main concerns for Canadians. And it listed, you know, the poll that they did, and here are the main concerns that Canadians are showing. And affordability is involved with all of it. Bringing the interest rates up, and, you know, let's just say that does bring house prices down because the interest rates go up, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's more affordable for Canadians because they're paying more in interest. Yeah. So it, it, it is definitely interesting. And, and most of that really affects variable rates right away. And I mentioned to you guys, I'm in the middle of yeah. renewing my mortgage right now. And last week, you know, like if you're on a fixed rate, it's, it's not like overnight my fixed rate just went up. Um, I had to lock in at my rate last week because we knew that the fixed rates were actually going up last week. And they're not as volatile, obviously, as the variable rates, but the variable rates seem to get all the attention though <laughs> it might be time to draft i'm getting yeah, trying to, you guys have been trying to throw a segue in there yeah um, just trying to find a segue that kind of like gets us into it but i couldn't so say something just... about okay so we're gonna draft who's a big fan of live golf and who's a pga golf fan right uh <laughs> sounds like you're a fan of both for regardless now yeah yeah you know i've been crumbling right now the pga's joining with live i'm walking around outside in the middle of a campfire with the worst 
worst air in the world right now so yeah there's some, yeah there's rates some are well. going up our pets heads are falling off like the world is just <laughs> something else but you at know least what? you got that flowery shirt flower shirt on yeah there. i'm trying to just really Laurel. pump up everyone's mood with this thing but <laughs> you know what you know what's going to provide a little bit of happiness in people's life is finding out who's going to choose the order of this draft yeah let's bring up that wheel let's bring up that wheel of wheels uh <laughs> and here we go it's not gonna be me again. It's never, it's never me. Scott, it's never me. Boom. I'm not even gonna win this one. All right. Scott has it rigged now, though. Scott has He's it got rigged. Feel yeah. for it. It's always rigged. I know where to uh, start it. I know how hard to hit the mouse just to uh, make sure that make sure it lands on on your boy Scott here. So um, I'm pretty excited about this one because there are a lot of reality TV shows, whether it be through streaming platforms, whether it be through HGTV, and a lot of years. So even getting into real estate. That was uh, when I was first starting, that was part of my daily routine was I had nothing on the go. I was living with my roommates, AKA my parents in their four bedroom home of which one was my office. And I, I just watched HGTV feeling like I was learning. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> to get the first pick here. Uh, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna give John second, I'll give Brad third. And I'm very excited because I feel like this one's a heavy hitter right now, super trendy. This isn't maybe a throwback, this is, this is your bread and butter chalk one one. If you have Netflix, if you uh, like reality TV and you like to have a little drama in your life, I hate this show personally, but this is this is one one all day. Selling Sunset. It's a pander pick. It's You're a- <laughs> pandering to the audience. It's not something you care about. One thing I need people listening to know and I need my clients to know is that I play to win. And and I'm here for bragging rights. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm picking Selling Sunset. Selling yeah. Sunset is the Air Jordan of uh, real estate TV shows, don't you think? And I'm saying that because it's just the biggest commercial machine. It's the biggest, you know, probably have the most amount of viewers. It's probably the one that everybody talks about. Have you seen Selling Sunset? Everybody like... This is like the benchmark to the industry. Everybody thinks that that's the top of the industry. These people are all at the top of their game and we're all trying to get there. But I think it's a completely different world. You can't even compare it to anything that anybody else does in real life. Could be the most unrealistic representation of real estate that I can picture. Um, from Which is why you made it your top pick. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. she come and speak? One of them come and speak at like, uh, was it the Aurea conference last year or something like that? Yeah. And that's oh, an absolute did. embarrassment. And, anyway. and Scott was fanboying beside her, taking photos with her. Yeah. Oh, that, that, sounds was, like, that sounds um, like me. All right. All right. Um, Try so on. I'm number two. Okay. I'm number seven. So I'm going to go uh, with something that's a little bit less. Well, it's been on network TV. So this is not a Netflix show, but this was on network TV, mostly in the States. And it's called, it's okay. So it's a little bit of a fringe pick, but it's called Flipping Vegas. You guys know Flipping Vegas? There's very much, it's more of like, it's a lot of a home reno type show, but it's about a developer and a couple, and of his, you know, his team, a team of agents and his McLaren and his Porsche and his, you know, trophy wife. The whole thing is kind of based on the fact that the Vegas economy has been like up and down and up and down. And so he's like this guy who takes advantage of, uh, of the real estate situation and renovates homes and everything. Have you guys seen it? No, never even heard of it. (laughs) Are you John? serious? Are you being sarcastic? I'm serious. You heard of flipping Vegas? Oh my god, John! Uh, are you wasn't on, kidding me? on my list? <laughs> I think I have about thirty shows here. Didn't hit the list. What um, is it aired on? What's it on? It's on A and E. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. I'm just. I might have to say. I know it's only the third draft, but that could be the worst first round pick. The of worst. Me. The worst. <laughs> I, I, I. My thing here though is like I'm rooting for you, John. I love yeah. that you're being authentic to yourself and uh, and and staying true to, to what you like. So 
I honestly like, thought it was more in, popular uh, show. I'm about to pick two two in a row here, and they're going to be both bangers compared to that thing. Uh, okay, so with my pick, uh, the first round, I'm going to go with House Hunters. Now, original House Hunters. There's, there's yeah, a couple. narrow that down. Uh, no, I'm just taking the whole thing. The whole thing. You can't I take the whole conglomerate. You got to choose. I don't know the difference of one to the other. I'm watching it. There's one that might be more centralized and there's one that might be very abroad. Let's just say but, that. I I, okay. I'll, I'll go with, I don't need the, what's the one that's like the, the abroad one. What's it called? That's international. I don't want that one. I want the other okay. one. I mean, maybe this affects my pick a little bit that I don't get the whole thing, but I did lo- do a little research. And did you know there's 234 seasons of House Hunters? Seasons, not episodes. Seasons. I wonder how many are in a season. How many seasons do you think there has been for Flippin' Vegas? Um, <laughs> I think it was maybe canceled like halfway through one. <laughs> halfway through one, yeah. I think it's about, I don't even know. I think we're about four maybe, but... Okay. Okay, right. so that that's so, my. So just to go on with it, that show, that's one of the one of the OGs, and what I loved about that is it'd be like Brad sells elastic bands, and his wife is unemployed. Their budget is eight hundred and fifty thousand, and this is like ten years ago when that would yeah. buy you an absolute mansion. So you're wondering where is this fake or is this uh, is this real? You know what though? I would say you could actually probably learn some stuff from that one though. Like there's actual learning things involved with that one. It was definitely on my watch list when I was up and coming trying to learn real (laughs) estate for sure. Okay, my and my next pick. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm staying along the same lines here of just big ones, and I'm going with love it or list it. Now again, not Vancouver, not not Vancouver, Vancouver. not Vancouver. The Toronto one. No, is it Toronto? Yeah, uh, yeah, Toronto yeah, the was guy uh, with the bald guy. The and bald the, guy, the bald guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those, those, those are the OGs for sure, right? Early two thousands, I think we're looking at that old like love it or love it or list it. The original ones were Toronto, and that was probably early two thousands, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I could watch those all. I, I mean, there was a point in my life where I would sit down and watch four or five of those in a row, no mm-hmm. problem. Is that the best one of the two, though? I know it's the original, but. You know, the like, I don't want to, maybe we don't want to tip picks and I don't want to talk about the other one much, but I'll you say already, these, you already did. You already did. These two, <laughs> the two that do this show, I think they're funny. I think they're, I, I just like the originality of it instead of the copycats that you're referring to. Hmm. John, okay. After your first pick, I'm so pumped to hear what's coming next because you said you had a very short list this week. So you're going niche. <laughs> I have a little, well, some of them are going to be niche, but some of them are also going to be the big ones. I think this one is probably hopefully going to redeem me, but I think you're going to find a way to rip me apart for this one too, because there's two versions of this show and I'm picking one of them. And the one I'm picking is Million Dollar Listing New York. I like the people that are on Million Dollar Listing New York. I think I like the um, the, the vibe of it. I think there's way too much ego in LA and I think New York is a little bit, there's still some ego there, but I think New York little, is a little bit more just little like, concern that you've, you've tipped uh, a big pick here. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but well, that's come We all know that there's a couple. It's not like it's, and I'm not picking that one necessarily. Brad, I, know that's that's one. Today, I did not know. I did yeah. not know that. <laughs> one thing I will say, John, great pick. Yeah. And, uh, and of the two, definitely the better of the people. Um, if you're looking at, Actual agents that are out there. Ryan Sirhant's got a full training program. Three or four of these guys and girls have books. Um, I just found that one more entertaining. I like the New York style of real estate. There's a lot of a lot of the other place already. Maybe in mm-hmm. in my first pick there, but I like that. 
you took the Real Housewives of New York, but <laughs> real estate side version, right? Basically, um, I've never seen the show, but that's what I'm assuming that it is. There's going to be a couple real estate shows that we're, I'm sure that we're going to pick. They're going to be a little bit closer to Real Housewives than uh, than Million Dollar Listing LA, or sorry, Million Dollar Listing New York. Okay. Um, but uh, so if if we're being honest here, I think if Million Dollar Listing LA and New York don't happen now that it's already been tipped 20 times. I don't think there is a selling sunset. I don't think that the market is there. They know that that's going to be a popular show. So I think that is a trendsetter that you just chose. Oh boy. Okay. What are you going to pick now, Scott, number two? I'm going to go with the OG Property Brothers. Oh. You got Drew Scott. What's his other guy's name? John? Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan Scott. Realtor, contractor, little known fact, both don't do those jobs. They, they are both actors. They own a production studio. Hate to, hate to blow some minds here, but um, that, that's not a real show. They might be handy, but they show up for a day or two, film, and then they're gone. Someone else does all that work. But when we're talking old school favorites from getting going, these guys have made an absolute career for themselves. I won't say anything that they've, they've done since because there's a lot of other options that are out there, but this is the original. This is what got them started and uh, happy to have that as number two on my board. So are we, because that clears the board for other terrible shows. <laughs> they're just, an, are they not just okay. really annoying? Do you super, not find them annoying? Super. Yeah. Hope they're not listening to this. I don't like the way they pronounce <laughs> words. That's all. That's just to me. I just don't like listening to them. I don't like listening to them always say house instead of house. Isn't the this one guy, house? he's married to like some, the fa a famous person. Zoe, Zoe one of them is with yeah. uh, Zoe Deschanel and the yeah. other one, I don't know. I don't know who she is, but I think yeah. he's, I think he's married. I'm pretty sure. Or was maybe, I don't know. For, for those listening, uh, they did put out a couple of songs on YouTube, um, music-wise. So go and check that out and maybe report back with what, how you feel that that tickled your eardrums. Um, yeah, so Tickling I got to go. The word I was looking for, but okay. <laughs> I got to go with another one here. It might have gone under the radar because Brad has no idea about HGTV. But <laughs> if you actually look at real design, real decor... Uh, if you're into the farmhouse look in your house, that trend started from Chip and Joanna on Fixer Upper with uh, Magnolia Properties. And uh, that, that shiplap, that barn board, that herb, um, modern farmhouse, that's them. So I'm, I'm yeah. pretty pumped to get them. They, they also have a network too, right? Like they've got their own, their Magnolia network. Yeah. Um, so they've gone from kind of doing the real estate TV show thing to the, the, the renovation uh, TV show thing to kind of basically just kind of having their own o Oprah network, right? They're like yeah. the Oprah of, uh, you know, of, uh, of real estate programming, I guess, in the States anyway. Chip's a funny guy, Joanna. Yeah. Great. I like that. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm next, John, right? John you're uh, up. I'm going to go uh, all around. I'm going to go all the way around the world for this one. And I'm going to go... Um, down under to Lux Listings Sydney. Um, and Lux, Lux Listings Sydney's on Amazon Prime. And the thing about Australia is the way that they do real estate is just so entertaining and so interesting because they do the live auctions. Um, you know how much people are spending. There's no, why are you so close? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I got to listen to this. I'm, I'm learning about this show for the first time. So I got to lean in and listen. 
I saw it on lists. I saw it on some lists. Lux listing Sydney. But it's the, yeah, it's the, it's the interesting kind of way that they do real estate there where it's a little bit different. There's not a lot of just like, you know, closed envelopes and offers and offer processes and kind of this, like, you know, you don't really get to, it's a blind bidding type of situation for them. It's just like, here's the house. This is the auction. Auction bidding starts at whatever it is. And if it meets the reserve, it has to sell. If it doesn't meet the reserve, it doesn't have to sell. So they said that the seller sets the reserve at whatever they want. And if it meets that, that meets that reserve, they have to take the offer or whatever the highest bidder is. They've, they've basically committed to selling that place. If it doesn't meet the reserve, then they can do it again. So it's a very interesting process. And that's kind of, it's kind of cool to watch that, even though the characters on the show are douchey. Cause it is similar, right? To like selling sunset and million dollar listing. Like it's like real house YV kind yeah, of Yeah. There's show, drama, right? lots yeah. of drama. Yeah. But I like that you brought up the uh, that it's basically how ending of blind bidding would go if it goes into that auction process. And I was in a training course and someone from the States who's started one of these programs for housing offer presentations. And it seems kind of interesting in the sense that um, what, what they're going to do is when you list your home, you can have like a buy it now price. So if someone wants to do that immediately, it ends everything deals done. And then the auction process goes on and on and on and on. And at any point, someone can just hit that button. And I found it kind of interesting that it's it's kind of like, if you want it, you can have it. It's not, I, I think that's going to lead to people with money or the highest bidder getting the house every time. But I found it kind of interesting after losing out the last two weeks, about three times in multiple offers. It sounds nice to have maybe been able to hit that buy now button, but mm-hmm. uh, okay. So Lux listing Sydney is off the board off the board we are on to brad all right um we i feel like john and i are just so different on these picks (laughs) (laughs) and mine are like maybe i'm drafting like a like a older lady kind of drafts here but uh like more staples anyways um but mine he actually makes an appearance on selling sunset so i'm hoping i get a little bit of shine from there um but it's flip or flop He's on selling sunset because he's with that uh, the one girl there too, right? So, mm-hmm. so how did you know that he's on selling sunset? Are you a frequent flyer? You said you don't watch these shows, but that's a kind of a deep. I dive. never, I never said that I never watched it. You learn something new about longtime friends every day, and this is one of those moments. I'm not going to talk about your pick during my own pick, but I used to like that. Show. I used to really like Flipper Flop. I, I don't know. I it was. Uh, Renovation like shows are fun to watch. Gives you ideas. Yeah. Okay, you're up again, Brad. And, wow. and along that same lines, and you were talking about watching, you know, HD HGTV when you became an agent. And actually, this was a show I watched a lot when I first bought like my first home, and it was House of Brian. Big old Brian Baumler. I'm a big Brian guy. I think Brian's great. I think yeah. he he's one of my favorite people on TV. Wow. He's he's a great he's a great guy and he breaks it down and I love his calm demeanor about everything, which is awesome. But yeah, anyways, House of Brian. Just just sort of under his breath, sense of humor, dropping bombs like very calmly in, in terms of humor and not freaking out. But mm-hmm. I would love to golf with him. He seems like you probably could. Like uh, yeah. you're talking selling sunset. You're never meeting any of those people unless you go to the Buzz Conference last year. House of yeah. Brian, you might be able to yeah. just send him a dm and he, he he might hook up with you for 18. did you see that his like are you guys taking any other brian shows 
Can I or can I talk freely here? I am not. Um, I have no Brian Baumler shows on my list because I didn't really Brad, consider them to be real estate shows. You know what I mean? Brad, like, take I the ball and run with it, buddy. Just go. So yeah, he, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. I think it's called like Island of Brian island or something. Of Brian. And yeah, like, yeah. how cool is that? Like, he literally just went to an island to, and renovated this like resort, and he made a TV show about it. Like. What a badass, you know? Tough life, eh? <laughs> nice to see someone, someone, I don't want to say local, but uh, he looks, I think he's Canadian. I think he's uh, Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I lived in Oakville. Good. I know, I know, so I, met him. I met him once. I met him a couple of years ago at a Lowe's store. He was, we were doing a promotion or something. We were doing a promotion together and, and he was, he was there being the, being the celebrity, whatever, drove up, drove up in his Porsche, but he was a great guy. Like he was a very good dude. Kind of just hung around and talked to everybody. This was before the island type of thing but uh, yeah. i don't know i just didn't really consider his stuff to be real estate it's really maybe real estate adjacent okay real estate adjacent maybe i'm gonna oh, bring that yeah because selling that is so real estate specific <laughs> it's literally got selling in the title of course it oh is. come on <laughs> all right must be a good one one pick overall when this has been mentioned about 15 uh, times. It, it, obviously yeah. it is obviously it is brian baumler get at us so sponsor the show um and, uh, we'll <laughs> or just come for a round of golf with the boys we, there's three yeah. of us we need one more Come hang, right. yeah, four. Yeah. Come on the next draft. My, I'm, I'm picking next, I think, right? So I'm going to go, I'm going local, and it's called Property Virgins. Oh, good pick. Property, okay, Property Virgins, yeah, Sandra Renamato. Uh, still, I think she's still a, an agent. She's still kind of in, in Toronto. Um, but uh, yeah, it would just be sort of, the, they would show three properties, and it would be like first-time buyers, basically, and she would kind of guide them through the process. And, um, and that seems like... It seems like I would, yeah, I would, I would reboot that show. I would watch that if it was on. Sometimes it's on in reruns, but uh, yeah, a lot of it took place in Toronto, so you can kind of see what real estate prices have done in the last fifteen years or so. John, great, great pick. I thought based on where your two lists were going that this was going to sneak to me in with my last pick. Um, <laughs> when we talk about getting started, when I was in my third course, I was in line at our Aria building doing my course, and I went to grab myself a, a beverage. And who was in line in front of me talking on their phone while this show was in its prime was Sandra. She's no a real deal. She was updating her courses. Mm -hmm. And I, I did like the idea. I worked with a lot of my friends getting started and still do, but they were buying their first home. So it was interesting to see them looking for their first homes too. So I think mm -hmm. that's a great pick, John. That gets you right back on track. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. I guess that leads into uh, the end of round four. So... Might have to pivot here. I am pretty excited about this one, though. Um, home renovations, looking at real estate. This was something before I even thought of being a realtor. This was something that on Sunday nights, when I was living back with my roommates, uh, mom and dad, they watched religiously. And my mom, every week by the end of it, when the family was being revealed, their new home was crying because Ty Pennington said, move that bus and showed that that extreme home makeover happened on their on their property. So it's the original extreme home makeover, Ty Pennington edition. And I was pretty young here. I loved that they would go to each kid individually. And what was kind of funny, they'd be like, oh, you like sharks? And the kid would be like, yeah, I like sharks. And then it would just be a giant shark room. It's like, if this kid ate sharks in three weeks, gotta change that room, but yeah. That show was like pimp my ride for houses. You know what I mean? Even though like, it was just the weirdest thing. It was like, uh, yeah, like pimp my ride, like take one little thing that that person might've mentioned one time, be like, yeah, I kind of like sharks. 
and they'd be like, "We're making the whole house into a huge shark." It's like the 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 pimp my ride was like, um, you know, they they take somebody's like beat up beat up car and be like, "We're gonna make this," you know, "We're gonna help this person out and kind of make them, you know, make the car awesome and like a showpiece and all this stuff." And it's like that person said they'd let coffee, so we're putting an espresso machine in the trunk, like exhibit exhibit beliefs, exhibit, right? yeah, X to the <laughs> Z, X to the Z, X to the Z. <laughs> the difference here is it was just some guy with a broke down car, and then this show was like taking an absolute family and need or someone that was living in a in a rundown home and they had just fostered eight kids and they needed rooms for them so it did yeah. release the tears for a lot of scott people. is this one where they would have like a huge like uh like canvas almost in front yeah. of it and they would be standing out and then like remove it and then the house would, yeah okay yeah and That's it was cool, re though. it was rebooted more recently with uh i can't remember his name from modern family oh jesse he, tyler ferguson yes yeah. he, mm -hmm. he had he had done the reboot i just didn't didn't feel it had that same Oomph that Ty Pennington gave because he was just sounded like he had had fifteen espressos and was running around <laughs> chatting with the families. It just made you made yeah. you want to meet him. Uh, right. Last pick, I'm gonna go with something a little more local. Someone that you might hear on the radio lately. He's been sponsoring different realtors into his program, mm -hmm. but it was one that I thought was pretty cool, and um, it was called Income Property with Scott McGilvery. Oh yeah, I did like the idea that you could um, get some income out of your home. I actually have someone I went to elementary school with that was on the show and kind of got a back end of that and they didn't go searching for houses. They had to apply with their house. That kind of ruined it for me, but it was kind of cool to think that you could just go and, and get that secondary income in a, in a property and it was a, a local show. Uh, that was on my list. Like it was, it, it seemed like it was somebody who bought a house and, and maybe was trying to sort of say, well, how can I subsidize my mortgage? How can I make this work for me and my family? Well, turn it into an income property and renovate the basements and all this stuff. And then at the end of the show, he would bring in an appraiser or a realtor or somebody to give an opinion of the value and say, well, this is how much this, this is what you could probably get for it per month. And this is how much it'll take off your mortgage. And this is how much value it'll add to your home when you go to sell it. So there was some manufactured drama, just like every other real estate show. It's oh, like, for oh sure. no, the, the, the mm -hmm. pipe broke or something doesn't fit or this doesn't happen. Or they found a asbestos or whatever it is. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of that is, some of it is real, a lot of it is manufactured, but I mean, this wasn't too, too drama heavy. It was more like, this is what you need to do is more informative than anything else. That's what I liked about it. I signed up for one of his training courses. Uh, I can't even remember what his, what it's called, but I get emails about it. I feel like yeah, twice a week now. Yeah. I watch one of his YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, another, and he's uh, smart because he was he was actually buying properties himself yeah. and doing this with it, taking the equity from it and putting it into the next one. So it wasn't just some actor that was pretending; it was someone who had done it and had a show, and they just needed to make a little drama. But where is he? Where is he from? Here, yeah, is Toronto. I, I want to like say Toronto. Yeah. I want to say Oakville-ish. John, last pick of I your got... draft. This is a big one. It is a kind of a local show, um, and it's kind of Canada's answer to. Um, you know, Canada's answer to million dollar listing and it's called uh, top million dollar agent. Um, it was very local. It was a lot of Toronto, kind of greater Toronto and Hamilton area, uh, Southern Ontario realtors. This one I think is, uh, there's a lot of manufactured drama. You can tell they're really trying. You can tell the producers are like, we're going to make a Canadian version of this million dollar, like million dollar listings type of show. And it's going to be good. And it, it just wasn't. So yeah. I'm <laughs> as much budget as I budget lower and we're throwing this thing on like the W network or CBC and hoping that a couple oh. people watch and it gets syndicated. Yeah. I think you can maybe get it on like the Rogers community channel right now. Um, and possibly Amazon prime because <laughs> uh, nice. 
and that's about it. But top million dollar agent. All right, Brad. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last but not least. I am in between two, but I have taken a lot of home renovation shows. So I'm going to try to go elsewhere here. And honestly, I'm getting really cute here. Um, but this is probably the biggest TV show even probably bigger than selling sunset of the whole thing. And I'm going to take modern family. <laughs> Come on. Phil Dunphy, everyone's favorite realtor. <laughs> that everyone's is a, a, a huge veto for me. No, 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 no. That, what are you talking <laughs> about? Just because there's one realtor of the cast of 20 people does not. Everybody's real favorite realtor. Everybody's favorite real realtor, Phil. John, yeah, of course he's everybody's favorite, John. Realtor, but it's not a real estate show. Thank this you. is not a favorite real estate TV show. Does he put up open house signs? I don't know. You ever Does seen he... you, that one episode? He's in the grocery store with one of his clients helping her get, get groceries and uh, going above and beyond for his client. And then he runs into his other client and they clash with each other. Cause let me throw this at you, Brad. Could I draft the office because Michael Scott dates his realtor, realtor Karen? If you wanted, if you wanted to, no. I would have been fine with it. No. But that's not a premise of the show. The not real a estate real estate TV show. John, are you vetoing? Or are you are you do go ahead with it? Come on, oh John. My God, I can't. I, Brad I'm is not, just I'm trying to here. trying to. This isn't being cute. This is this just, is him upset about me taking something bigger than selling Sunset. That's <laughs> all this is. He's trying to cheat the system. Because realistically, how real estate is selling Sunset, honestly. I, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the you legitimacy of our podcast relies on this answer from John. Because you took Property Brothers. Family on that board, my God. You took Property Brothers, who then you completely admitted neither of them are into real estate. And but I just took another actor. But it's, it's called Property. It's not, <laughs> I didn't take Modern Family, which is a great show. Phil Dunphy, favorite realtor that's uh, out there. Everyone met him. Realtor. Met him. Everyone. Great guy. Okay. Not a real. All right, God. If I were to Google or make my favorite search engine, which happens to be Google, or it could be Yahoo, or it could be Ask Jeeves, or it could be Alta Vista. <laughs> what, um, what are you talking about? If you go into Google and you type in real estate TV shows, and Modern Family comes up then I will oh, give it to you. It's not going to come up, but if you put real estate- <laughs> oh, so you're admitting, you're admitting you're cheating the system. I bet there would be other things that were drafted that wouldn't show up either on the fact, Google. The fact that John is giving this this much time is is just so telling of him being a nice guy. Yeah. That and is I'm, like, before I'm, you said it, that's a veto. You know him better than, you know John better than me, and I'm. this is me figuring out how nice of a, a guy he is. And what are, <laughs> what are his ethics like, you know? I know that I'm going to, I have to make the last call on this, but I'm, I'm not, sorry, nothing personal, but I'm going to veto that. Oh, I'm gonna veto come that. on. Yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's done. I think, no, 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 that's it. I, because, hey, listen, I brought this up in conversation. I said, yeah, yeah, Modern Family, that's a great real estate TV show because Phil Dunphy is like, is everybody's favorite guy. You know, when you're working with me, you're working with a friend, right? It's all, he's the best. Um, great character. Every realtor, every realtor is just a ninja and a blazer. Or like all this, stuff. he's got some incredible lines, but it's not a real estate show. I can't, I can't. There is so many shows you guys took that have not in the same. And you know, Brad, you know, that's why you saved Scott, it for the last pick overall. Scott's, you know, Scott's first pick. One of the episodes I think is just based on going to one of the girls' birthday parties. <laughs> and literally nothing to do with houses. Yeah, if a transaction doesn't happen on the show, maybe we have to kind of reevaluate here. But uh, I'm going to veto selling Sunset then. Oh, too, too late. Too late. John? No, I can't veto Sunset. It's like the top. It's like everybody's expecting that pick. We got to move on.
All right, then I'm going to take, I'm going to go real old school. And every dad over 50 years old is about to vote for my team. And it's so angry right now. Homes make it right. Oh, God. Yeah. Mike Holmes. Holmes Mike Holmes. You should have gone Holmes on Holmes or one of the I don't know the difference. I don't know the difference. (laughs) I don't even know. Is there a difference? I really just taking Mike Holmes. That's all I'm trying you're, to take. Yeah, I you're want, choosing the person, I guess. I yeah. want him on my graphic. That's uh, all know, I care yeah, about. Yeah, you know what? Take whatever you want. Uh, yeah, you can have Mike Holmes in your graphic. You can have yeah. all of the... For that one, for okay, because we vetoed Modern Family, I think you can take the entire Mike Holmes franchise. No, no, John. <laughs> don't give this guy credit. This guy I is... Also- He's, I also he's, think he's because you guys didn't take Love It or List at Vancouver, I'm I'm kind of getting the whole Love It or List at franchise too. No, I'm right. Uh, I'm writing Toronto for sure, and I'm putting those people specifically. The reason uh, there wasn't take called it, theirs wasn't called Love It or Listed Toronto. Theirs was just called Love It or Listed. Well, you're not getting you're not getting the graphic of. Uh, but it doesn't say Toronto. I just uh, man, I'm not I'm not happy. I was hoping to get a Phil Dunphy Wouldn't photo on my graphic. Wouldn't we all? If it was a show specifically about him and his real estate dealings, then yeah. I even brought up some Phil Dunphy quotes. So team one. Pick in? Wait a second. Oh, wait, did we? Did that I is. Yeah, yeah. Like round. What was uh, round one, Selling Sunset, Property Brothers, Fixer Upper, Extreme Home Makeover, Tie Edition, Income Property. Team two, Flipping Vegas, Million Dollar Listings, NYC, Lux Listing Sydney, Property Virgins, Top Million Dollar Agent. Team three, Brad. House Hunters, Love It or List It, Toronto original version. Yeah. Uh, flip or Flop, House of Brian, Holmes Makes It Right. What What's still on the draft room floor? What do we got left over? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got one. I got one that, that was a really good one that had a really great realtor in it. It was called Modern Family. <laughs> I also had uh, Flipping 101 with Tarek, just because I was going to get something with Tarek no matter big, what. Big Tarek guy. And then, uh, and then Masters of Flip. was. The, those are the only ones I had. Masters of Flip's a good one. Big flip renovation guy, he seemed like, which is kind of cool. Obviously, there's the other Love It or List at Vancouver, which has been mentioned 14 times. Home to Win was a good one that was done kind of locally. So it took all the HGTV people. They built a house with whatever aspect they specialized in. There's a couple local guys that were on Decked Out um, that uh, I I know of, and they're, they're local to doing renovations in our area. The Bro Laws, so they were on that show, so it was kind of see to, cool to see the back end of that. Uh, we did property for trading spaces was one of the OGs where you oh, basically yeah. traded yeah, 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 yeah. traded a, with your neighbor uh, uh, rooms, uh, design rooms, and you basically had no say over your room. You have things like the Vanilla Ice Show. You have My Lottery Dream Home, Scott's Vacation House Rules. Celebrity IOU. Uh, vanilla, <laughs> I, we're going to let Vanilla Ice go away. Okay, <laughs> we're not going right. to let Phil uh, Dunphy. We're going to let Vanilla Ice <laughs> rob He was, he was renovating homes. And then there was Hometown, which is the guy with the big red beard. And they just basically are renovating a lot of broke down homes in their hometown, which is kind of cool. I got a couple. Well, I mean, yeah, Million Dollar Listing LA, which I didn't stick in there. But uh, Million Dollar, you know, decided to go Million Dollar Listing New York. We can't discount the fact that Million Dollar Listing LA is is colossal um i'm just tired of the joshes to be honest escape to the country oh yeah my house your money this was another toronto-based show with a couple of people who it this was like a it was sort of the parents were paying like it was already established early on the parents were the ones sort of uh, paying the down payment or at least like helping the kids out and they would have a lot of input so it was the kids and the parents house shopping uh my house your money surreal estate i wanted to 
put this in so bad when we talked about um, like fi- not fantasy, but like uh, fiction, fictional shows, surreal estate with um, Tim Rose on um, from Schitt's Creek and, uh, and also Sarah Levy uh, also from Schitt's Creek. Um, the two of them. So he played a realtor who was like hired essentially if the house was haunted, they hired this guy. So it was, it was interesting. It was dramatic, but uh, yeah, I mean, not, not an incredible show, but it was there. Zombie house flippers was the last one. I was another one on A&E. So if you get cable, <laughs> uh, you might have seen Zombie House Flippers following Flipping Vegas on Saturday mornings. Wow. It was a big Saturday morning for John. Big Saturday morning. We want to hear what you have to say. So if you can head over to our Instagram channel, uh, you're going to vote on the story. There will be a poll. You can also go into the actual draft board comment and go into the comments and let us know who won to you and why. And uh, we're very excited to see who we can crown champ for week three. You've been listening to the Drafting Offers Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Drafting Offers Podcast and vote for this week's draft champ. That's also how you can get directly in touch with us if you have any questions about this week's show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and catch every episode on Spotify. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we can't wait for you to join us again for another episode of the Drafting Offers Podcast.